Hey guys, I know it's been a while, but I'm back. In today's episode, we are going to be covering exploitation. Exploitation. Exploitation is the action or fact of treating someone unfairly in order to benefit from their work. The action of making use of and benefiting from resources. The fact of making use of a situation to gain an unfair advantage for oneself. Now that is the literal terms and explanations for the word exploitation. And I'm going to cover and touch base on many subjects throughout this episode. In this episode, I want to talk about exploitation, objectification, and the degradation of women within the entertainment industry, the adult industry, and the entertainment nightlife. I dedicate this episode to all the women who has ever felt like they had to search for love that they've never received from others, whether it be their family, their friends, influences, or associates. The love that we have, should have received as children from our parents is the most important because it helps to dictate how we navigate through our lives as we grow older. In this, when, in this industry, women are often being preyed upon for a number of reasons. The nightlife can and will chew one up and spit one out. It can be very emotionally, mentally, and physically draining for most. I had looked up an article online. And the article, it is written by a woman who had experienced a lot of challenges and who had became an adult entertainer for three reasons and three reasons only. Her name is Harmony Grillo and I am going to reference some of her article. Top three reasons I became a stripper. I know a woman who started stripping to pay for chemotherapy. Another who became, began prostituting to pay for medicine for her children. Teenagers who were convinced by pimps masquerading as boyfriends. And I know a woman who showed up to an amateur night at a strip club on a whim with her friends, thinking it would be adventurous and fun. That one decision led her to a 10-year journey of stripping and escorting and multiple stints in jail. Everyone's story is different. The path that leads a woman to the sex industry varies from person to person. 
But what I have found in the 15 years I have been working with women in the sex industry and survivors of sexual exploitation is that the series of choices or lack thereof that lead a person into these situations is often an interplay of vulnerability and environmental factors. For example, when you peel back the layers, you might find an individual who has a history of sexual abuse, grew up in a foster home, or is dealing with financial struggles. When you place that person in the context of a culture that promotes the sexualization and objectification of women, an environment where there is a demand for them to sell their bodies, where 79% of men under 30 and 76% of women watch porn once a month. According to data gathered by Covenant Eyes, it becomes easier to understand how she ended up there. Number one, history of sexual abuse. Most women, not even most women, a lot of women at some point in their lives have experienced some form of sexual abuse, whether it be from a loved one or someone they don't know. I feel like when I'm speaking outside of the article, I feel like that is a number one factor in why women, especially young women, get into the adult entertainment industry because they were taken advantage of and they trusted a particular individual and that ultimately led to them you know making not the soundest of decisions or choices now the reason number two would be that you know you have a so-called trusted boyfriend or a so-called trusted partner that convinces you to, you know, sell yourself or give yourself away under the rules of him potentially helping you out or showing you a better way. And it's all, it's all the same. It's a form of exploitation. You, it's tricky because there's all different types of pimps. And they come in all different races and ages. So it's hard to really pinpoint how and when they will approach. But most times it's all the same. They, are, they Most times they have a house full of women or a particular lineup of women that they, you know, take on the stroll. They call it the whole stroll, the blade. You know, and, you know, they go and they sell themselves and they take their money that they make and they give it back to the pimp. Thinking that, you know, the pimp is gonna use the money to help, to take care of them. And all the while, they're, they're being exploited. And the last reason why a woman, you know, enters the adult nightlife is for money, money, money. And I'm going to go back to the article and I'm going to reference Harmony's experience. 
for many women like harmony, money, or me. Money is what leads us there. Money keeps us there and makes it so tempting to return once we finally leave. As I mentioned, at 19 years old, I was drowning in debt, working full-time, going to school full-time, and in an abusive, exploitive relationship with a man who had been taking my money since I was 15. Growing up, there were times when my mother had to get groceries from the homeless shelter on the corner because she couldn't make ends meet. When she couldn't pay rent, we learned to lay on the floor underneath the windowsill when the landlord came looking for her so he wouldn't know we were home. The threat of homelessness felt all too real. When I moved out on my own, I basically lived off of Kool-Aid, Top Ramen, and a box of oranges my grandmother sent me during the citrus season. The idea that I could make more money at the strip club in one night than I made in a month and my previous job was a huge draw. The fact that I was giving most of my money away didn't detach from the sense of security I felt. Holding that money in my hand felt like assurance that I would not be hungry or homeless. Is it worth mentioning that there are plenty of women working in the sex industry living in poverty? In fact, a study on women in porn found that 50% have lived in poverty in the past 12 months. Often, it is the potential to make money that keeps us trapped. The idea that the next night will be better, that some guy with gold mine pockets will fall for us and become a regular. Sure, I could walk out with a fistful of cash, but at what cost? Each night I sold a piece of myself until there felt like there was no more of me left. While the money can be good, the price is often high. When I left, when I finally left the clubs, I got a job working in a group home, making slightly more than minimum wage. I felt richer than I ever had before. What I lacked in money during that season I gain in a deep sense of wholeness, purpose, and freedom. For a long time, I didn't see a way out. I am not alone in that experience. Research shows that 89% of women in the sex industry want to leave, but see no other means for survival. In other words, they don't see other options. Often when someone like me chooses to work in the sex industry, when it is in fact a choice, That choice is actually a result of a lack of choices. What is choice without options? I share my story because I hope that it will help humanize the women on the other end of the dollar. When we see the humanity in someone, it becomes more difficult to judge them or to objectify them. When we begin to uncover the reality of the pain and obstacles so many are facing, Hopefully, we can move towards compassion and action. Wow, that was a very powerful article. And it is 
It highlights all of the realities that most women face when they choose to become an entertainer or a stripper. Now, another story that I want to bring up that I that touched my soul to the its core is I know you all remember the world star hip hop video vixen slash model. Her name was Kubana Lust, and she is originally from I believe Miami, Florida, or Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She is of Cuban descent. And I believe her mother had raised her up until a certain point in her life. She was everywhere at one point. Everywhere. When I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. And it felt like everyone... Well, when she came out, when Cubana Lust came out, this had to have been about like 2010, 2011, from what I remember. And I remember all the, all the men lusting over her because she, of course, had an amazing body and a gorgeous face. And she was all natural. She wasn't, um, she wasn't a builder, a builder body. I don't think that was even a real thing at that time. But, um, all the men was infatuated with her and lusting over her, hence the name Kubana Lust. And she was gorgeous, gorgeous. She got booked for everything, videos, shoots, club appearances, you name it. She was everywhere at one point, but... Unfortunately, she didn't have, I feel like, a system to help guide her career. And she was eventually taken advantage of and exploited. Hence why, as of, I think it was last year, like last summer of the 2022, her mugshot had surfaced on social media. And it's crazy because she looks completely unrecognizable in this mugshot. And um, I believe she had gotten arrested due to trespassing. And it's just so sad that her story turned out the way it did because she had so much potential. She literally had the world in her hands at one point. And she might have been around the wrong crowd of people that wanted, you know, no good for her. And which ultimately led to her downfall and her drug use and addiction or whatever had happened to her. It's very, 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 very sad. And um, I'm no one to judge, even though I have not used hard car drugs or gotten addicted to anything. Her story is a story that, you know... It's very unfortunate, and then it can happen in any one of us. So I would like to use Kubana's story as a learning experience and a learning lesson. Now, this is an article that I found about her, and it basically says a former model named Kubana Lust had been turning heads, but not because of her stunning looks. Kubana Lust, born Yolanda Marin Sailar, rose to stardom as an internet model thanks to worldstarhiphop.com. She is also considered one of the first Instagram models before it became an actual career. New photos of her have hit the, the web. 
This time, she's in front of the camera posing for a mugshot. Cellular was arrested in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for trespassing on July 15, 2022, according to jail records. Someone named Alex Lorenzo tweeted that Cellular had been breaking into his property for quite some time now. It was my property that Kumana Lus kept breaking into, they said on Twitter. It's in Fort Lauderdale. We are planning to knock it down and build new townhomes. Kubana broke into the property on several occasions. The police in Fort Lauderdale already knew her by her name and her living conditions. There are unconfirmed reports that Cellular had been struggling with drug addiction and has been arrested multiple times for over the past six years. Reported charges include possession of drugs and drug paraphernalia. Other mugshots of the 38-year-old have been circulating online as well. During her heyday, Cellular graced magazines like King, Smooth, Black Men, Show, and Straight Stuntin', to name a few. She also became an adult film star. Her alleged mugshot has garnered sympathy from many online who remembered her from when she was at the top of her game. Damn, Kuwana Lust, don't talk about her. Help her, one person tweeted. Never kick a person when they're down. Every one of us are just one stroke away from bad luck, away from hitting our rock bottom. Remember, our entire situation can change in the blink of an eye. Someone else wrote, This is really sad. I remember her from music videos and stuff in the early 2000s. She was so pretty. She is only 38 and looks 58. Drugs will ruin you. Hopefully, she gets help. (sighs) Unfortunately, yes, it is true. She took a turn for the worst, and no, I'm not judging. And it was also rumored that she had dated the founder of WorldStarHipHop.com, which his name was Q, who had passed away about six, seven, eight years ago from now. And um, he helped to discover her. He helped put her on the map. But um, it's very, 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 very sad and it's unfortunate. And there's many reasons why women, you know, they become exploited at the hands of many, many people. In particular, I feel like club owners and managers contribute to that exploitation as well. It feels like when it comes to the strip clubs, I feel like it's like a a pimp hole relationship because we have to go to the clubs we pay to work in these clubs and in turn we are treated like shit and you know we're taken advantage of a lot of women who are exploited they suffer from no self-worth low self-esteem no particular guidance no mentor no support system, lack of education, poverty, and they are oftentimes pressured into it. 
And also, there's women that also think that they can meet a rich man in the club. But what else, what often comes with meeting a wealthy man is that they are oftentimes abusive. Not often. It depends on the man, but you know how the story goes. Leading with emotions instead of logic and listening to those sweet nothings that are being promised are often ways that a woman is exploited and taken advantage of. A lot of women also use drugs to cope with the trauma that they have faced in their lives. And it's just a very overall, a very unfortunate situation all the way around. I feel like a lot of young women, they think stripping is the end-all be-all. And they think it is a way out, but it is not the end-all be-all. And there's plenty of other opportunities that a woman should be able to obtain without having to turn to stripping. Stripping, I feel like personally, should only be a last resort. But hey, if you need to get it, you need to get it. But just be careful with how you're getting it and who you're getting it with. Also, before I conclude this episode, there has been many women who've lost their lives as well. The, the outcome isn't always what it seems. There's chances of making it out of the game, but the chances are very slim. I will use another example before I go. I was working in a club in Miami and I had seen a, a, a young lady, I'm not gonna mention her name, for privacy reasons. And she was like one of the baddest girls I've seen in the club. No lie. Like one of the baddest. And one thing that I noticed about this particular young female is that like she would drink. And when I say she would drink, she would drink. Like she would get like drunk in a skunk. You hear me? And it would get to the point where that it would be so bad she would be fighting fighting other women, fighting other customers, just fighting. And I felt like she was just too beautiful to be like, you know, becoming a sloppy drunk, you feel me? And I felt like something really bad had happened to her either one particular day or night while she was under the influence and somebody had taken advantage of her. Fast forward maybe like seven, eight months later, I see her again at another club in Miami. And she lost a significant, significant, significant amount of weight. Like, she was a real thick bra, you feel me? Like, stack. And she she weighed less than me. And I'm like, 160 pounds. I can imagine how much she weighed before she lost all her weight. And it literally broke my heart when I saw her because I was like, damn, shorty, like, what happened? Like, I wanted to ask her, like, yo, what really happened? Like, what happened to you? Like, what really happened? 
And I could tell she was going through it because she was working at another spot. The spot I see her at before. And I guess they fired her for fighting or whatever. So she was probably trying to, you know, figure out her next moves or whatever. And and she was just ended up working somewhere else. In the meantime, between time, you know, you gotta make money, you gotta pay bills and whatnot. But she just just looked at like like it was just heartbreaking like to see her in that state and you could tell she was like going through it because when I had seen her seven eight months prior she was like you know acting like she was too good to talk bougie and then like fast forward seven eight months later she's just like was more open to communicating and being friendly which was like mind-blowing to me and I just say that to say, you never know what a person is going through. Never. Even me. There's days I want to give up. There's days I want to just end it all. Be like, fuck everybody. You feel me? But I just try to keep pushing because ain't nobody going to help me or do for me how I'm going to do for me. I don't ask for no help. I don't beg and so for nothing. But I make sure I grind. I grind. I grind. I make sure I'm okay. Always check on your friends and your loved ones, especially the ones that are in the nightlight. Ask them how they're how they're doing. Are they okay? Do they need to talk? Everything ain't always about money. Trust me, it ain't always about money. Sometimes we just need somebody to talk to that can listen to us, that won't judge us, that will understand our pain, and maybe even offer a little bit of advice. You know. I mean, shit, anybody could be exploited, exploited really. But in this game, it's easier to be taken advantage of because you think everybody's for you or you may feel like everybody's for you. And then you learn the hard way they really, they're really not. So I'm going to end this episode on a lighter note. Stay prayed up. Stay out the way. Stay positive. Love each other and just do the best that you can in this world and in this life. Peace.